Good morning, evening, and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Cass. Well, if some of you are listening to this in the morning, that's perfectly fine, too. Good morning to our morning listeners. Host, uh, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays, because Wednesdays are for podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode about a mysterious disappearance of one Brian Schaefer. That happened right here in our home state. Not far from here. This is a really crazy story. Which really doesn't surprise me because Ohio, right? I mean, (laughs) it's also kind of crazy that we just watched a movie about mysterious disappearances. Right. And we're talking about mysterious. (laughs) Not that we think this is one and the same. We kind of have our own theories. Right. But I just thought that was kind of interesting. It's very true. Um, But before, I'm done. And cut. But before we get to our discussion, as always, a word from our sponsor. Calm your body down. I like that one. It's kind of ASMR. I kind of... A little bit. Okay, no offense to the ASMR bitches on TikTok, but I'm getting sick of that. The lives. Because they're, like, constant. Oh, I skipped by. So many some of the lives that come up on my screen, I'm like, what the fuck? Um, let me get through this and then we will get into it. <laughs> You're like, but I, I have, have something to, to say. I have to make a quick comment. <laughs> um, so anybody that's been following the socials, you'll see that now the three, four, 18 variety pack is back to just the oatmeal, lavender, and the rose petals. So that's a really great deal. You get a variety, you can get all three. Um, but that's pretty much what we've got going as far as any deals. Otherwise, um, the snowmen bath bombs will be here until the end of next month. Um, any other changes or updates, please, please, please go to the Instagram page. Calm your body down. Calm your body down on Etsy. Um, and there you go. Thank you. Calm your body down. So I either get those videos in my for you page or somebody either doing and literally no offense to those communities but obviously and even people that do it legitimately will say that there's way too many fakers and phonies out there i know what you're gonna Um, say because i get them too the either doing a spell or some kind of tarot reading or some kind of ritual or some kind of summoning or what the hell ever they're doing you know and i just listen i know who i follow that's credible and i know who i follow that's not and um i'm a believer in tarot i'm a witch myself so i get it but there is a and ones that are legitimate will flat out say it themselves because they're actually getting their paid they're getting people that make fake pages about them all the time that there are a lot of fakes and phonies out there. And the fact that people are making money from this, like, I don't know who to feel sorry for. The people that are giving money to them or the people that they're taking advantage of. It's like, don't fucking give money to anybody unless you've deep dived and done your research and you really believe in it and think it's credible, a credible you know, because there are services that a lot of spiritualists and witches and brujas and uh, tarot readers can provide that can be very healthy and very fulfilling. 
and really eye-opening and awakening and very helpful for many people. But just as there were fake spiritualists back in the early 1900s, fake fucking psychics throughout the 70s, 80s, and 90s, there are fake ones on the internet. So, you know. You mean to tell me not everything on the internet is credible? Well, I mean, you know. I know that's where a lot of people get their information and they don't actually Hello, research anything. <laughs> so <laughs> I know there's people out there that actually don't research anything and uh It's true. That's where they get all their you have the entire fucking research of research in your palm of your hand and you don't And you can't just go a little bit deeper? Just a little bit. <laughs> um but yeah, so random yeah. TikTok side note. Um but yeah, so tonight, we, well, we the movie that we were talking about, there is a movie on Tubi called Howard's Mill. Yes. Uh, I got on Facebook and on my found footage movie group, and I was like, hey, looking for some new really good found footage movies on Tubi. Can you drop your favorites? And someone said Howard's Mill. When I read the synopsis of it, I was like, this sounds interesting as hell. And my roommate walks in while I'm watching it, we're like 15 minutes into it and she's like what is this documentary and i was like this isn't a documentary this is a movie this is fake and she's like are you fucking serious and i was like yeah and then she left <laughs> but but i was like you know if i hadn't have known this was a movie you know this wasn't real it's was kind of like the first time i saw paranormal no the first time i saw the fourth kind i genuinely thought it was real and the way that this was shot was so well done that she would have thought it was real but if you guys get uh, get Tubi and watch it, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, the way that the movie ends leaves it very much up for your interpretation, which I very much appreciate. And um, same, which is great. It Not was just, all movies have a happy ending. So. No, and I kind of like when it doesn't sometimes. You know, well, in this case, with the type of movie that it was, um, I think it really fit the narrative. And yeah. uh, I don't know. So obviously, we're a horror podcast. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, we've said it many, many, many times that horror has so many subgenres that, you know, some people may not consider this a horror movie. Some people may say it's just one of many movies that fits into some subgenre of horror because this really isn't like your typical found footage as far as horror movies go. It's not you're Blair Witch, it's not, you're, you know, there's no cult, there's no ghost, there's no, you know, it's kind of more, honest to God, anybody that's really into time travel or wormholes or if you, if you were into the show Dark on Netflix, if you're, if you're into Skinwalker Ranch too, if you're you're into into anything that involves time travel or wormholes or anything like that, like this will, multiverses, if you're into any, which that stuff will give me a headache. Please don't. If you can, <laughs> God bless anybody that'll take a deep dive on YouTube into the multiverse because that will give you Oof. the biggest headache of your life yes. and also terrify the shit out of you and yes. have you thinking nothing is real. And I don't recommend it, but you know, if you Hello, want to, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Just listen to that in the background and watch something for four hours. Um, but yeah, if you're into anything like that, um, yeah, 
yeah and i just like anything that's shot uh i guess what do they call it like mockumentary mockumentary style I, i'm i'm down for anything and that's, that's what someone like actually that. said about this one they were like this mockumentary is shot so well you thought you would think it was yeah real. i mean they go into so much detail about like you know i always think it's neat when um they have to mention like an actor's character and how they grew up and mm -hmm. they take their time to show like younger pictures of them or i mean like they really get a lot involved with this movie down to you know like big details um it's it involves a small town in tennessee it's shot in that small town in tennessee which was really cool um and you can tell that they got, I mean, it's really neat. It's almost kind of like the way they shot the first, you know, the way they shot Blair Witch and how they got um, to the to the behest of the good people of Burkittsville, Maryland. <laughs> I really didn't like that very much. Um, you know, it was really neat to get, like, the town involved. And, yeah. you know, stuff like, I think that they were, you know, Blair Witch was really one of the first, you know, not, not even so much mentioning it with horror or found footage or even anything like that. I think it was just the first one to really shoot something mockumentary style and, like, get a town involved where, I, I mean, again, if you don't count, like, the town that dreaded sundown, where, like, that was a real story in Texarkana, but, like, because that was real, but to have, like, a fake story, but get an actual town involved <laughs> to where you're like oh shit that town is real like maybe this shit really fucking happened right you know what you're I mean? like, like i feel like that makes it even more believable mm -hmm. if like the town itself isn't made up and you can you know like physically go there and, and i also love like places they places that will get like into it too just like um certain places that like really get into the fact that a movie was shot there or you know like they're known for a cryptid or you know whatever i love that shit i absolutely love that yeah as far as from what what i've heard uh i don't i don't think burkittsville maryland liked it very much i think at first they didn't really like it well because probably because people were showing up constantly trying well to see find that's those, that's what it that's trying really to find what them. it was is that you know the publicity the, the publicity with the movie hindered on the fact that you were supposed to believe everybody was supposed to believe that this was real so you had actual people myself included that wanted to but obviously didn't <laughs> that wanted to go to Burkittsville, Maryland and look for these people. You know, and, and they're just poor chilling people in that live in this somewhere. town is like, what the fuck? Like, they're just chilling in a hotel somewhere. Stay out of our town. It's not real. <laughs> I'd say every time someone went in there and they're like, hey, where's? And they're like, get out. <laughs> well, that's just, I don't, you know, that it's it's a it's a cool thing but on one hand it's like you feel bad for the people god that would piss me off if i moved to this quiet town and i'm just trying to you know like nice wooded area very quiet you know country setting and all of a sudden this fucking movie comes out and you know it's fake and you're like god damn it all these fucking people like will you leave please <laughs> it's not real god it's not damn. real 
at all. Leave. Thank Not you. real. <laughs> at this point, you get a recording and you're just like, you just hold it up and push the button. It's not yeah, real. literally outside of your house, like speaker system going, have it going from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. every day. It's not real. It's not real. Anyway, so moving on to our subject this evening about a mysterious disappearance of Brian Schaefer. I actually remember watching a. Was It might have been Dateline. It might have been 2020. I don't remember exactly the show, but I do remember when I was younger seeing something about this happen. Which was crazy because literally this guy walks into a bar. Sounds like the beginning of a joke. He walks into a bar and he legitimately disappears. Nothing. Just poofed. Well, and then what makes it even crazier is it. this is a very crowded bar in a college town and there's only one way in and one way out and there's cameras everywhere. Yep. So, yeah, you're like, where in the world would he be? <laughs> you know, like, what really, happened to this full ass man? Like, this is, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it happened in 2006 where, yeah, people had cell phones but you know social media as far as like that goes on your phone this was sort of like the very beginning of like smartphones i think people still had blackberries so you still really this was when have... you had to hook your phone up to your computer to post pictures on facebook or myspace or whatever the fuck you had like you know that was it wasn't like oh i have inter-. if you had internet on your phone you were rich because that shit was expensive. <laughs> I was with an ex at the time that had dial-up still, so. Welcome. I just had PTSD. I just you've got, got mail. I Get off straight, the phone. I just had a straight trauma trigger. I think a lot of people. Did. I think a lot of people did. Oh my god. Anyway. <clears throat> So we're going to be working off of Wikipedia and we're going to be working off of a article by Marco Margaritoff on ATI called Inside the Mysterious Disappearance of Brian Schaefer, the medical student who vanished from an Ohio bar. Yeah, it's all that's interesting.com. Um, Wikipedia has a lot of knowledge as well, um, a lot of information. Like at the time that this happened, um, there was a theory that Brian was possibly one uh, one of the victims of the smiley face murder theories. Now, this is not to be confused with um, the smiley face killer, uh, Keith Jesperson. Not him. Um, just to, we probably mentioned this before on the podcast, but there is a, there has been a theory that there have been um um a number of young men found dead or missing near areas that are either near bodies of water or wooded areas all around midwestern states and they've been happening between they started in the late 90s um up to the 2010s i don't know if they've been any recently but um basically near every single place where these bodies either went missing or were found 
was a depiction of a smiley face in graffiti somewhere near the locations. And it was always young men. So even though Brian's body, you know, body or saying that he's dead, not, you know, if he's not, if he's still alive, because um, if he's still alive, I mean, he, he could very well be, he would only be in his early forties. But I think at the time, assuming that if Brian would have been murdered, that it would have been a part of this smiley face gang theory where they don't know if it's either one killer or multiple killers that are killing young men and dumping them in specific sites where there is smiley face graffiti. Um, the theory actually became popular by two retired detectives, two retired New York City detectives, and a um, Dr. Gilbertson, who is a criminal justice professor at St. Cloud State University. Um, they've just, over time, they've made the connection because there's just been so many and uh, so many different associations with uh, each murderer as well. Um, there was even a movie that came out in 2020 called The Smiley Face I remember that. Killers. Yeah. Uh, I never saw it, but it was written by Brett Easton Ellis, who also wrote the book that American Psycho was based on. So, um, yeah, I, you know, obviously, since there's no body that was ever found, um, it kind of discounts that theory because typically there was always a body found in these killings. So there was really not been able to make much of a connection between that and Brian's disappearance. But, um, like I said, there is speculation that he is still alive. There's even been a recent, as of this, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it too is as of this year, there has been a updated art artist rendering of what Brian would look like now if he were still alive. Um, cause that's hard to believe it's been 20, what, 26 years this year. Yeah. Yeah, April 2006 is not 10 years ago. Yeah, that's why I said he there there if he's still alive, there's a very good chance that he could be. He's not he wouldn't be that old. He was only 27 when he went missing. So, um 16. Yeah. Not 26, 16. I was like 26 years seems too long. Why? Is it 16 years? 16. It is 16 years. Okay. Yeah. That would 26 be years would be, be in 90. He would be 43. Yeah. Mhm. Mm Got it. Good God, um, mathing is so hard. I can't do it, apparently. I can't either. I can't because 10 all. years ago is still 1995, it is. It is. okay? Yep. Okay? Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm, we are there. Not We're 20 right years ago. right on the same fucking page. 10. Exactly. Anyway. Um, so the article starts off in the early morning hours of April 1st, 2000, 2006, 27-year-old Brian Schaefer was captured by CCTV cameras entering the Ugly Tuna Saluna, but not leaving, and he hasn't been seen since. Now, I did want to just preface, if it doesn't mention in this article, that the original location of the Ugly Tuna Saluna that Brian disappeared from is no longer there, but there is still a Ugly Tuna Saluna bar in columbus ohio not far from where the original location was um and i don't believe that the location closing had anything to do with brian's disappearance necessarily i think that came uh sometime later that they actually got rid of that that location probably just due to you know sometimes 
some restaurants, if they're really popular, they just need a bigger location to move into. So a lot of times it could have something happens. to do with people just going fucking crazy and showing up there trying to find them too. Yeah, I mean, I think it was probably a combination of both. I would say, so, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, as a second year medical student at Ohio State, OH. <laughs> yeah. 27 <laughs> year old Brian Schaefer had a bright future ahead of him. With all that changed on April 1st, when a night on the town to celebrate the beginning of spring break ended in his disappearance. Of course, it was spring break because. Mm. Schaefer was last seen leisurely bar hopping with his roommate when in the company of many bar goers and just before 2 a.m. He inexplicably vanished. Born on February 25th, 1979 in Pickerington. I know exactly where that is. So do I. Uh, Brian Schaefer was a responsible son and student. After graduating high school in 97, he attended Ohio State University a half hour from his home where he later began his studies at the OSU College of Medicine in 2004. As Schaefer told his peers, however, his real dream was to start a band. He was drawn to the tropical lifestyle of Jimmy Buffett and adored Pearl Jam, enough to get their logo tattooed on his arm. He met his girlfriend, Alexis Wagner, in 2006. She was also a second-year medical school student. Those closest to the couple believe Schaefer was planning to propose to her during their spring break trip to Miami. That never happened. Brian Schaefer's family was first struck with tragedy in 2006, when his mother died of bone cancer. That was part of the reason why he wanted to go to college. He died, He actually uh, graduated with a degree in microbiology. His mom died of a form of breast cancer. so Or bone cancer, I'm sorry. Uh, Which is terrible. Myelodysplasia? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, And then on March 31st, 2006, Brian Schaefer and his roommate William Clint Florence walked to the Ugly Tuna Saluna Bar in Columbus University District eager to blow off steam from their spring finals. Around 10 p.m., Schaefer called his girlfriend to confirm their trip and to tell her that he loved her. Wagner was headed to visit her parents in Toledo before reuniting with Schaefer on Monday morning. After shots and beers at the Ugly Tuna, the two men ambled to the Arena District in Short North, where they met Meredith Reed, Florence's friend, who offered to drive them back to the Ugly Tuna. As security footage outside the Ugly Tuna confirmed, all three of them rode the escalator to the bar's second-story entrance at 1.15. For some reason, Schaefer reemerged outside before 2 a.m. and was seen chatting easily with two women in their 20s before vanishing. Florence and Reed tried calling him several times, but to no avail, and went home when the bar closed. Calls from his father, Randy, and Wagner uh, also went unanswered all weekend. On Monday morning, he missed his flight. He was designated as a missing person that day. Oh, I found where you're at. Um, during the first few days of his disappearance, up to 50 cops searched for him at any one time. Schaefer's friends and relatives were questioned, and everyone except his roommate, who refused uh, to pass a lie detector test. And I think that was... Was that Clint, yes. actually? Was the yeah, one that Clint. refused to take the, the lie detector yeah. test? Yeah. Um, that was the one that was his roommate and best friend. Um, he, okay, so for some reason, those two women he was seen chatting with were not asked to take lie detector tests. Which makes absolutely no Which sense. Which is really strange if they would have been the last people to see him. Like, <laughs> that really doesn't make any sense. 
Wagner reportedly called his cell phone every day, but it went straight to voicemail until one night in September when it actually rang three times. But Schaefer's wireless computer, wireless provider, said that it was a computer glitch. I don't know. Could have been, but that... I mean, it could have been, but a lot of times when you go straight to voicemail, the phone is off. Or you have it on Do Not Disturb. Or, and then when it rings, it's like, it's on. And it's on Do Not, it's not on Do Not Disturb. So that's very strange. Yeah. So additionally, his phone was not GPS enabled, so its location could not be determined. But a ping from the phone was detected at a cell tower 14 miles northwest of Columbus. Okay. And like, <laughs> you don't go there to search. What? Um, right. Though, um, I Pearl Jams. Though Pearl Jams Eddie Vedder spoke of the disappearance of Brian Schaefer at a Cincinnati concert. The Columbus, yay, Eddie Vedder, getting involved with <laughs> the people. Um, if anybody knows anything about the West Memphis Three case, and there's actually been new um, information that's come to light regarding that, uh, Eddie Vedder was uh, very, very, very much involved with that case and um, trying to get those guys free. So uh, he is a big big advocate for anything like this so it really didn't surprise me that he spoke out um especially with the fact that you know the the one distinctive you know we've talked about this before especially when we did our uh podcast on um oh the guy that killed his family and then went missing robert Ro uh, um fuck robert something yeah anyway <laughs> it'll it will we'll find it um but uh the, the sad part of these things is <sighs> these guys look so, <laughs> I hate to say it, I don't want to say basic, but there's like... Fisher. Robert Fisher. There's nothing about these guys that stands out at all. They could, bl they could blend into a crowd so well and, you know, let's face it, if a guy grows a beard, forget it. He's going to look like everybody it's just you know the only distinctive feature that brian has is this pearl jam tattoo but the thing is it's on his shoulder and like anybody knows um shoulder tattoos if that's the only tattoo you have that could be very easily covered oh, a lot yeah. of guys wear t-shirts if he's walking around with a t-shirt on nobody's gonna see that and he would have somebody would have had to catch him without his shirt on somebody he would have had to have gotten intimately close enough to someone in the last 16 years that would have been able to see that tattoo. That's not something that's going to be easily visible unless you have your shirt off. Um, so uh, the final footage of Brian from the... Um, am I in the right spot? Yes. Yeah. The final footage of Brian Schaefer... Uh, from the security cameras at the Ugly Tuna, clearly showed him walking off screen and back toward the bar entrance before disappearing entirely. You could, you guys can actually, uh, sir, it's on YouTube. I actually did watch the CCTV footage. Um, it was certainly possible that the cameras simply missed Schaefer before he left the scene, but one camera panned continuously around while the other was manually oper operated. And while the bar also had one other exit, 
It led to a chaotic construction site. Investigators then wondered if that meant perhaps Schaefer had disappeared on purpose. He could have changed his clothes or left through the exit that led to the construction site. But Schaefer's family has always insisted that there was no motive for him to fake his disappearance. And indeed, it seemed he had more to look forward to than to escape from. I agree with that as well. Yeah. When neither Schaefer's credit cards, bank accounts, nor cell phone were used a single time in more than a year, his family began to lose hope that he might still be alive. Schaefer's remaining family consists only of his younger brother, who is still searching for him. Hope briefly came and went in 2020 when a photo of what looked like an American man was homeless in Tijuana, Mexico, and who bore an uncanny resemblance to Schaefer went viral. After rigorous facial analysis, however, the FBI, the FBI determined it wasn't him. If alive, he would be 42 years old. The Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation released a digital mock-up of his face to reflect that age progression in hopes that someone might miraculously spot him if he's still alive. And if you have any information, uh, Central Ohio Crime Stoppers is offering a $100,000 reward. But it's kind of just like, it's kind of like what you said, though, like... He he's not gonna stick out in a crowd. He that's the sad part. He's not. Um, Also, we should say okay. So real quick, uh, we should mention this is really sad the way his dad died in September of 2018. So this is only two years after uh, Brian went missing. His dad, Randy Schaefer, during a heavy windstorm, was out in the yard of his Baltimore home clearing debris. A branch blew off from, this is from Wikipedia, by the way, a branch blew off from a nearby tree and fatally struck him. Neighbors found his body the next morning and called the police. So sad. After his obituary ran online, uh, this was, this is even sadder because this actually wound up being a hoax. Someone wrote on the signature, to dad love Brian, suggesting that Brian might have left Columbus for a new life elsewhere, uh, possibly in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And ended up, they um, found that that post came from a computer in nearby Franklin County, Ohio. So it was determined to be a hoax. Um, Brian did not leave that message. That's um, so fucked up that someone would do that, though. It, it did. Um, like, that's... Now, what initially led to the theory about the smiley face murders was that Randy... Um, consulted a psychic who told him that brian's body was near a uh was in water near a bridge him and derek brian's younger brother along with other citizens who had become interested in the case bought waiters um which if people don't know they're uh waterproof they're waterproof boots you can actually buy some that pull all the way up into suspenders a lot of fishermen wear them um they spent much of their free time uh, along the shores of the Olatangi or Olatangi River. I apologize if I'm uh, mispronouncing, mispronouncing that, which flows through Columbus adjacent to the OSU campus, searching in vain for the body near bridges. The possibility led police to briefly consider the heavily disputed uh, smiley face murder theory. Now, even though it, it, it has a lot of connections, nobody's ever been able to prove that they're, that these smiley face murders are real or that they're connected in any way. There have been real bodies found of men near bodies of water with this smiley face, but nobody knows if that's just random graffiti or if this is all connected. So that's why for a little while, 
because of the psychic's theory that uh, Brian was possibly a victim of the smiley face murder theory because the psychic said that his body was near a body of water and they in a bridge and they obviously never found him. Um, the, uh, and again, Columbus police eventually rejected any connection to the alleged killer in Schaefer's case following the lead of most law enforcement agencies, including the FBI that looked into it. Um, so, you know, it, two things I wanted to believe I'm still of the theory that Brian could have possibly left and started another life. And that part of the reason that his best friend didn't take a lie detector test is who are you going to trust more than your best friend to not say anything? You know, maybe he trusted his best friend. Again, it's just a theory. I'm throwing it out there. And for a little while, I did believe it, you know, that his best friend would be the one that wouldn't tell anybody. Just right. would not tell anybody. I mean, anybody. who would you tell? You would tell your best friend, obviously. So, I mean, yeah, that did... I, I did have that theory for a little while. I did. Um, he had a lot to live for, though. And a lot of people that... It, it was hard for me. The only thing that struck me as hard to believe for that was the fact that so many people would have just been... You know, I mean... And obviously they did. His brother to this day has not given given up. And his former girlfriend, former fiance, still you know, kept his cell phone, still calls it every once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, or calls his cell phone rather like these are, these are people that are still, you know, it, it, that, that's what made it hard for me to believe is that there's just too many, he had too much going in his life that you're just like, well, you know, was there really something else going on where, you know, he loved tropical life. Maybe that Maybe that is where he eventually was like, this is where I want to go. This is where I ultimately want to end up. I, He just seemed like he was so close to his family and his friends that why would you desert that? And that too. See, that's why I'm, I'm, that's why I'm saying like there, that is so easily a theory, but according to his family, it's, you know, that would, that would be like me. I'm so close to my family that if I, Bitch, I would never listen, like there would be no, I'd way. be like something. Is if wrong. I went missing, like definitely somebody took me. Definitely something happened. As I'm close as you way, are to me and your yeah. husband and your other best friend. Like there's no, there's oh, no well way. just like my dad and like, your dad, so much extended family that it's like, oh my God, no, like there's no way that just like would like realm the realm of possible, like no way. So I sort of see myself in Brian that it's like, and myself, you know, too. your mom died, your, you know, your dad, you're really close to your brother, you're really close to, you know, even if things were falling out between you and your fiance, that still wouldn't, you wouldn't. But he just your... called her and told her he loved her too. So they right. weren't fighting. Or so anything. yeah, but I mean, even, even if that was the case, even right. if he called to tell her he loved her and maybe that was, you know, people would say, well, maybe that was his way of saying goodbye to her. Who knows? Even if he didn't, even if he was planning on leaving his fiance, it's just, it's out of the realm of possibility that he wouldn't say anything to his dad, his brother, his other friends. Like, I'm, I'm just completely taking the fiance out of the picture. People break up all the fucking time. Right. But I just wouldn't think that that would play a role in him just wanting to leave. You know, I could see how people could come up with the theory of, okay, well, he loved the tropical life. He had this, like, maybe he was like, saving money somewhere that nobody knew about 
and took off and, you know, okay, great, fine, whatever. But like key people in his life that he didn't tell or that wouldn't know just didn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Um, so then that leads me back to the best friend not taking the lie detector test. Could you assume that he was doing it for, for Brian? Okay. If you believe in that theory that Brian did just up and leave. Okay, fine. But is there something that he knows that could just, just a smidgen of something that's a lie or just something even so, there is something that could be so small that he knows that can incriminate him that he is just so terrible that let's say he didn't, he didn't kill Brian. He's not responsible for it. But he saw something that's so incriminating that he would fail a lie detector test and immediately be a suspect. And that will scare somebody enough where they're just like, fuck it. If I don't have to take this lie detector test, I'm not. And you can't make me take it. There's no evidence that can. Be and again, lie detector tests are not admissible in court. Yep. So that's another thing he could fight too. Yep. But in the court of public opinion... If he failed this lie detector test, everybody's going to think you had something to do with it. So I get it. He may not have be directly responsible for it, but if you just, if I you're mean, even if a he, witness to something, if he saw you something are still and somebody involved. was like, if you talk about this, that too, he could die. What if he saw like, something happen to Brian and that person said, if you say anything, I'm coming after you. And he takes this lie detector test. They find out he's lying. And he's, I mean, you don't know. It, some people, some people will be so scared to death to protect themselves. I genuinely. They just absolutely will not say anything to anybody and take that shit to the fucking grave. I genuinely, truly feel like it's that. Yeah. I don't think he had anything to do and with I it. And I think it has something. Why those, ugh, I'm telling you, this is what. Okay, so there is a really good documentary. And again, I don't know if he's guilty or not. I'm still so on the fence, especially after I watched this documentary and I watched Gone Girl. There is a documentary about Scott Peterson that came out. I think it was on Hulu a couple years ago. And I'm telling you, there, there so many of these cases where the police don't question key witnesses, for the life of me, I will never understand why. Like, there were people that they questioned later, that they talked to later, not questioned, but they talked to later for this documentary that were neighbors that saw Lacey Peterson walking her dog within the timeline that supposedly she was killed. Um, there were people, there was somebody following her. There were, uh, and these, these people said we were never questioned by the police. It, it was no at sense. least, it was like a dozen different witnesses that saw Lacey Peterson in certain key areas walking her dog. I think even one couple saw somebody following her and they were never questioned by the police. Again, again, Scott Peterson's already been convicted. They, okay, look, a jury found him guilty. It's whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Because it, think about it, if you watch Gone Girl, now, mind you, the latter half of the movie was just complete and total fucking fiction. But if you watch the beginning of Gone Girl, I'm telling y'all, if that wasn't fucking Scott Peterson, you got this good looking guy, his poor wife, 
she was pregnant, yada, yada, yada. You feel so bad for him. And then, boom, this bitch he's cheating on. I'm sorry, I don't mean to call her a bitch. She's not a bitch. This chick, he's, I just say that as a term of endearment. Yeah, we don't, we don't say bitch. I say bitch like about bitch. everything and, and everybody. You can be a man and I'm going to say bitch. Exactly. This chick comes out of nowhere, just like in Gone Girl. And it's like, uh, we were having an affair. And everybody's like, what? Nancy Grace is like, <laughs> and you're like, yo, this guy did it. The court of public opinion already had Scott Peterson and Ben Affleck's character in that movie pegged as motherfucking guilty. And usually when that happens before anything, they don't question anybody else. They don't try to get somebody else. It's like a done deal. I mean, when, because listen, like he's at the vigil for his missing wife and he's calling his mistress. Now this really fucking happened. There's the recordings and everything. Scott Peterson is calling his mistress and lying and saying he's in fucking France watching uh, fireworks or some dumb shit. And he's at his wife's fucking vigil. People lighting candles and crying and shit because they're, they're looking for her. And you're calling your mistress. Now, that Scott Peterson is a fucking asshole. Okay? Now, we can all agree on that. Fuck you for cheating on your pregnant wife. And fuck you for lying to this lady that y'all were divorced or whatever. Like, fuck you for that. But does that make him a murderer? The jury convicted him that he was. Me, now, I'm like, I, I don't, know. don't know. You have almost half a, do a dozen witnesses that say they saw her within the time frame that they were saying that she was already dead or that Scott was murdering her. I don't know. And he wasn't even around her at the time? I don't time, know. So. so that's what I'm saying. Like, you look at it this It makes case, him an asshole and a cheater, but it don't make him a killer. You look at this case with Brian, you have two key witnesses that were the last people to see him alive. Why in the world would you not question in either the Lacey Peterson case or this case with Brian Schaefer? Why would you not question the last people to see them alive? Why wouldn't you do that? It makes no Why sense. Why wouldn't you think that that would in any way, shape, or form be crucial? Why wouldn't you question? Nothing. Nothing. You th Nothing. To me, they would be first on the list. This is 16 years later. They know who, they still, those women's names, I'm telling you right now, those women's names are still in a file somewhere. Make them take lie detector tests now. Question them now. This case is still open. People are still asking for clues. If you, if anybody, we are, we record this, not, we record this in Ohio. We are not far from Columbus. We know that there's people that listen to this that are in our home state. If you know these two women, please, somebody say something. This is crazy. You know what I mean? Like. It makes no sense why they wouldn't be the first, the first ones. To question, because that would be the obvious choice. If to somebody me. is missing, the first people you would question were the last people that saw them. I don't even understand why that. Why is that a question? Unless they fucking know something. I mean, I I get the suspicion of Cliff. I get right? it. I get, I get it. it. I totally get it. But I'm. I don't know. And I, you know, I, I saw, I watched a podcast on YouTube. I cannot remember the name of it. I apologize. It was a couple weeks ago when we were talking about doing this case about, um, you know, the fact that like 
even people that knew Cliff and Brian, nobody could see Cliff actually doing something to Brian. So that's why I'm of the opinion that I don't believe Cliff actually did physically did something to Brian. I don't think he's covering up for Brian. No. But I definitely think he saw something where he's like, oh my God, if I take the side attack or test or if I say anything, I could be in trouble. Or I could be in, or I could be in danger. 100%. Anything. Also, the theory that Okay, so when we say one entrance in and one one way in, one way out, there was the main entrance to this to the ugly tuna was an escalator. And for regular bar patrons, there was there really there was only one way in down the escalator and one way out up the escalator. That's it. And that's where the CCTV cameras were. The one that was going all the way around and the one that was just operated in different areas. Um now the back alley entrance that they mention for uh you know and of course any places like that are going to have an entrance like that typically that's a service entrance um you know a place for people to go people that work there to go out and take their smoke breaks uh you know deliveries things like that and and it's a it's a fire hazard you can't have a building with only one exit that's a fire hazard so obviously there was a back entry, there was a back exit, but here's, so what discounts that Brian would have left, left out that entrance, it was uh, mentioned that Brian, you know, they were, this was spring break. They were all very, very drunk. And with the amount of construction equipment, first of all, he would have had to go through the kit, like people that worked there would have saw him. Mm-hmm. And with all of the construction equipment that was back there, for somebody heavily drunk <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning to be listen, we've all graceful. Been, we've no. all been drunk where there's no way we're walking a straight line in the middle of a field, let alone <laughs> there could literally be nothing around and we'll run into something or trip uh, yep. over something. Flatland, feet our around. own feet. We're gonna crawling trip over, around. We're gonna trip over something or run it or run into something. <laughs> when you're drunk it's bound to happen so maneuvering like that in a narrow back alley with construction not buying it and not if he would have done it he would have fell into somewhere and either died there or um like... also like i mentioned before the original location of where the ugly tuna saluna is no longer there it has moved to a different location in columbus ohio but there were you know when when the old building uh, closed, they did dig up the foundation. They did look where the construction site were. They brought in, uh, you know, uh, dogs, uh, cadaver dogs. Uh, nothing was found. You know, they 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 completely swept through anywhere that that body. Because you know, there was also a theory that maybe one of the staff killed him or so. I I don't. I highly buy doubt that. that at all. No. Um, and, you know, buried his body in the cement or some, like, this was a fucking mafia hit or some <laughs> shit. Um, okay, that was a theory, but cadaver dogs would have hit on something, and mm -hmm. there was nothing. They dug it up, you know, they brought in, uh, what would you, uh, would you break up concrete? A jackhammer? Thank you. <laughs> um, I was like going to make the physical motion. I know I was going to. <laughs> this thing. That's a thing. 
Um, a pogo stick. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and nothing. So um, we obviously know that there are no remains. His body isn't anywhere near where he disappeared. So again, I'm like, where are these two women? It's like, I don't know. It's just bog. It's just really boggling my mind. I personally think the last you wouldn't talk to the last people that saw him alive. It doesn't make any sense. I personally, I'm with you. I don't think the friend had anything to do with it. Mm. I think he knows something, but I don't think he has anything to do with it. And I think that he's scared to come forward. Um, those girls have something to do with it. I, I, there's just a part of me that believes because a lot of times, and this is sad because it still happens today. Young girls like that are used as bait um, because you're more apt to trust a woman than you are a man. Um, Human trafficking is also another thing, guys, that I didn't mention where I'm like, where the fuck are these women? Because a lot of times they will use these women as bait to bait other men Men get human trafficked too. That's so exactly where I was. Let's going not with throw that. that out there that it's just women or young girls that get human trafficked. I think that's become so commonplace because that's what we see in the media all the time. But men, men do too. Many young boys get human trafficked too. And here's it the thing: all the time, it would make sense for him to have not a trace yeah. because those people cover their tracks so fucking well. And that's what I was, that's literally where I was going yeah. with that theory was, I think those women were used as bait to get him into trafficking. And another thing, this is a terrible thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. I have a friend that went missing. Oh my God. Um, I want to say six or seven years now ago. I can't remember exactly how long it's been now. Disappeared without a trace. Kind of the same thing. She was last seen in Cincinnati. Very, very close with her mom. Um, had a, an excellent relationship with her mom. Very close with a few friends. And when I say vanished, I mean vanished. Not a trace, nothing. Just poofed off the earth. I think that's what happened to her. I think that she got taken um, into sex trafficking. Because if... Clint knew that's what was happening to him. He would be fucking terrified if he said something and they caught wind of it because he knew he'd be taken into it too because those people are everywhere. And as we have learned as of late, they're very much everywhere and most of the time people you would not expect. And they'd go after him. They would 100% go after him. And it's terrible and it's sad, but I personally think that's what happened to him. I think he got baited by those women because why, number one, why wouldn't the police have questioned them? Where are they? Who were they? Where did they go? Like, what happened to them? And then you have just gone. Not a trace, nothing, and no one's saying anything. So it just... It kind of just falls into the line of, it was aliens or sex trafficking, like, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's, I'm, I'm reading an article that I found that was linked to, um, 
that was linked to the uh, Wikipedia page that we were reading about Brian's disappearance. And um, it's an article by The Lantern that came out in 2009. Uh, it was written by Drew Sullivan. And it mentions a private investigator named Don Corbett that has worked for the Schaefer family for free, apparently, on this case. And said that um, as recent as September of 2009, um, I'm sorry, September of 2008, uh, Clint Florence has still refused to um, take a lie detector test. Uh, so in the email he sent to, this is an email that Clint sent to the private investigator in September of 2008 after refusing another lie detector test. He says, if Brian is alive, which is what I'm led to believe after speaking with the detective involved, then it is Brian, not myself, who is causing his family pain and hardship. Brian should come forward and end this. So, who knows what that means. Um, and apparently they have the names of the two women. Uh, I'm guessing the... So Drew, who wrote this article for The Lantern, um, I'm guessing he found these two women. I, I wouldn't think that their names would be suppressed if they obviously knew that there were two women that he talked to before he disappeared. Um, it says in the article that not, it says, but not everyone who knew Brian or who had seen him the night he went missing was asked to take a polygraph. The last time Schaefer was seen on surveillance video outside the Ugly Tuna, he was with two women... Um, their names, according to this article, are Brightened Zatko and Amber Ruick. And Amber, who Drew did a phone interview with back in 2009, said that she was never asked to take a polygraph test. Wow. So, um, That's Derek... Nice. Uh, the first person's name was insane. Derek, the brother, said that he was also never asked to take a polygraph test, but that his dad took one and passed it. Derek still thinks it's odd that Clint has refused to take one, and Derek said back in 2009, as soon as the detective started getting involved, that's when he pretty much had no contact with anybody. I've always thought he definitely knows something, but he just won't come forward. If Brian did take off somewhere, if that is the case, then we just always had a strong feeling that Clint would possibly know that. So, as of at least 2009, uh, like the first theory that I mentioned, Derek was somewhat under the impression that if Brian was still alive and just left, that Clint would be the person to know. Um, now, his former fiance, uh... Alexis stated back in this 2009 article that she does not think that he's alive. She just does not imagine that Brian would just take off. Um, she thinks that he, that he passed, that he was killed. Um, I could see why Derek would want to believe. I mean, he's, he has no one. His dad, his mom's dead, his dad's dead, and his brother's missing. So, I mean, what are you supposed to do in that case? Um, I feel like you would always, you know, until you knew the truth, I feel like you would always have some kind of hope. 
uh, Tom Wagner, who is Alexa's father, participated in a search for Brian back in 2006. And during that time, he became acquainted with Clint. And this is what Tom had to say about him. The gist of my perspective on Clint Florence is that I think that basically all roads to making any progress on the case on Brian Schaefer lead through Clint. And Clint is not saying anything. So um, at least as of 2009 in this article from The Lantern, um, this... A lot of people, Derek, Brian's brother, and Alexis, his fiance, and obviously her father, um, believe that Clint knows something and just isn't saying anything. And I think could you imagine also... being him though and ha keeping his mouth shut? But I don't really like that statement that he made that if anybody knows where brian is it's brian and he's the one causing his family pain so he needs to come forward like what the fuck does that even mean so that's right you, so that's you saying that brian is still alive how would you know or why would you even say that right it, it's just i'm more under the impression that clint knows something not to the extent that he was personally involved right but if it happened to be see i don't like the fact that the only time that brighton and what was that other girl amber name? amber were questioned uh they were questioned by the police when it happened in 2006 but then they weren't questioned again until a local paper phoned one of them in 2009 who said that they were never asked to take a lie detector test? Well, why don't you? Why didn't you offer? Why Why don't you do it now? If those women are still around and still alive, fucking take a lie detector test. I want them to take a lie detector test. I'm at the point now with Clint where I'm like, it's it's just it's it's a dead end. He's not gonna. You're say done. Anything. He's not gonna say anything. No, nope. you're not gonna say anything. He's not gonna say. But shit. these two women were the last people to see him. I want them to take a lie detector test now. Why not? Take one now. The case is still open. Crime Stoppers is offering $100,000. People have not stopped looking for him. Derek is obviously still out there looking for his brother. There are people who, who you know, there's a whole family that would be put to rest. A lot of people, a whole town that would be put to rest if they know, if they had any idea what happened to Brian. But they have absolutely nothing to go on. And the people who know something There's won't not a speak stitch. Up. There's there's also there's not a stitch of evidence. You're talking about a crowded bar, so you would have had to, you know, I mean they there's there's no you're where would you there there was no they were trying there was one theory that he dipped out the back alley and changed his clothes. Okay, well then wouldn't there be something? Wouldn't you have found traces of his clothes even after it, you know, we said that, you know, like I said, they brought in cadaver dogs and mm -hmm. investigators after the original location was closed. So you wouldn't, you would think you would find something. There was literally nothing. That's what I'm saying for him to just poof, vanish, vanish nowhere. I'm, I'm really under the impression also with the, with the human trafficking thing. They could have, like, what could have happened to your friend? They drug people's drinks all the time. Yeah. And what if Clint saw one of them 
slip something in Brian's drink. I'm telling you, if there's any way that you could really incapacitate somebody is by slipping something in their drink. And GHB, Rohypnol, the date rape drug, it's odorless, it's colorless. You know, there have been some bars back in the day that have even been accused of bartenders slipping it in drinks where bartenders will get a supply of it and sickos will pay the bartenders to slip it in drinks. That, that's been a thing. So men can, men can be human trafficked just as much as women can be. And I'm, I'm really starting, starting to believe more and more and more and more and more that those two women, like literally that's the only information I was able to find about them is that one article. Somebody knows who those women are. And who's to say that's somebody their real names? Somebody saw them, somebody saw them that night with Brian. There's camera footage of them with Brian. Something happened with those two women. I'm, I'm just not buying it. There's literally no other theory that makes any sense whatsoever, except that these two women. And then people are like, well, how could two women, if they have him drugged, they can escort him out? And you think they were alone? They don't act alone. They use these women as Especially bait. if they are bait. They're, the real people behind it are very close by. Very, very close by. Especially if they're trying to get a man. Of course they're going to use women as bait. Why wouldn't they? The other thing I wanted to mention too is uh, they will, they'll cut off a tattoo. So yeah. even if you don't yep. notice Brian's tattoo, look at someone that has extensive scarring on, on their upper arm that doesn't make any sense. Because they'll do that too. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah. Trafficking is, is fucking real. It's fucking real. It's fucking scary. And actually, Ohio is one of the big ones where it happens Ohio, a lot. Atlanta, Georgia, and Portland, Oregon, mm -hmm. and Seattle, Washington. Is it actually Columbus, Ohio, or is it um, what closer city? towards Cleveland, Toledo? I thought it was more so Cleveland, yeah. Anywhere near, okay, so you have access from northern Ohio right to Canada. You have access from Georgia right to the Gulf and Mexico. You have access with Washington State and Oregon right out to the Pacific. So they're always near areas where you have access to either other countries or bodies of water where they can easily escape. So it's, um, you know, it's still a thing. Um, women, men too, watch out. This is another thing I've seen floating around social media quite a bit. If you walk out to your car and there's a zip tie on your door. Oh my God. Walk back into wherever you came from. And call and have security or somebody call the police. Yep. Don't F like just. Don't try to get it off. No, no. Do not try to get you it will, off. You will get taken. Um, That's if the there's, point. I don't ever take, if, if I get, first of all, I hate if flyers are on my fucking oh my God. windshield. I rarely <laughs> see those for anything anymore. But thank God. Um, beware of that too. If you're somewhere around, don't don't take that flyer off your windshield. If you're by yourself, look around and see. I mean, Just leave it. Just leave it on your windshield. You don't need to take. I it have off. heard stories of women. There was a story that I heard uh, of a woman that was raped in a grocery store parking lot in broad daylight in between two cars. Wow. That is... This happens... Bold. All the time. All the time. Where people are either assaulted or go missing 
just like that. And it can happen so fast and it can happen to men and it can happen to women. Be very aware of your surroundings. Always. And be aware of the people that you're talking to. Um, and to be completely honest with you, especially women. I mean, I know this happened this. in 2006 and we got COVID right. and everything now, but their bars are back open yep. and stuff. You know, it, it's not like this stuff isn't, isn't still happening. And especially, I mean, this goes for men as well. It, it does. It goes for men as well. But especially women do. If you have to go shopping at night, I understand with a lot of, you know, gr you know, the way that women have to work. And stuff like that. I, I totally understand that. But if you have to go shopping at night, please, please pay attention to your surroundings. And if you ever feel uncomfortable, trust the gut. Trust your gut with everything in you and have someone who works at the store escort you out. Security. You can always... They will do it. They will do they it. They will do it. I have actually done it one time. I was at a Walmart and it was later in the evening and it was dark and I was followed like semi-followed throughout the store and i had be careful with walmarts i'm telling yeah. you guys they target walmarts and sam's clubs they tar they target walmarts hard -core. they don't target target well it's target's got cameras in their parking yeah. lot walmart is getting better with it but they still suck yeah but for some reason i've just i've seen that they target mm -hmm. walmart's hard core where they have people. And it's usually like a lot of times it's a man and a woman mm -hmm. that'll like come up and want to talk to you. And it's like, first it's of all, because like, the woman's going to make you feel more comfortable. First of all, I don't talk to anybody. If yeah. I don't know you and somebody approaches me to talk to me, I'm like immediately no. Immediately. You know that girl in that vine? We're going to Disneyland. And she's like, the fuck? That's my face. Like, don't yeah. fucking talk to yeah, me. Yeah, don't. Don't. Talk to me. <laughs> I don't fucking At all. know you. I don't know you. Don't talk to me. Even if a worker remember, comes up and is like, hey, how's it going? I'm I like, will oh, never please. forget when I was at a Kroger and I had earbuds in, literally the universal sign of get the fuck away from don't me. Don't talk to me. And this guy was trying to hit on me and I literally took an earbud out and said, what? And he kept talking and I was like, no. And I put my earbud in and just walked away. And just walked away. I was like, huh? And he's like, yo, yo, whatever. Let me talk to you. And I was like, no. And I put my earbud <laughs> in and just kept walking. So I was like, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> like, no. I don't <laughs> just, want to. I just I... don't want to fucking. Absolutely not. I don't fucking so know you. Literally nobody would have a chance to even approach me. Because I either have my earbuds in or I would just, I would just go, no. And just walk away. <laughs> Absolutely not. Area and I carry a knife on me, so I also carry fuck, a knife on so me. So fuck what you heard, you will yep. get stabbed. That I also have one happen. of those things that look like a butt plug. Yeah. But you jam it into somebody's neck and they're not gonna be breathing for a hot second. Yeah, see my knife has one of those glass breakers Mine on it. Mine does too. If I jab if I jab that shit in your fucking neck. You're not coming back from no, that. <laughs> Mm -mm. Who knew Absolutely this was going to turn into safety? With you would probably me rather jam that into your neck than stab you. To be quite honest, because that shit's because if I stab you, you're probably going to die. <laughs> if I stab you in the neck <laughs> with my fucking, I'm probably going to stab you in a vital organ. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> just throw. If I can kick your dick, I'm doing that first, then I'm stabbing you in the neck. So. Um, should also throw out there that they did search dumpsters after his disappearance around the area. No trace. They searched his apartment. 
nothing out of the ordinary. They searched three other bars in the area and their camera footage. Absolutely nothing suspicious. So, I'm, yeah. And again, if you are being trafficked, you better believe they know where all the cameras are. Oh, boy, do they. They know where, they know how to do it where you are gone. People that do this are professional at it and they've been doing it for a long time and they know a hundred percent what they're doing. Like and they also, let's be real, this is disgusting, but they get paid oh out yeah the fucking oh, yeah. ass. For oh yeah. It too. Oh yeah. There's a number of people out there that are millionaires because of some dark web shit. For sure. Um, if you guys just Google, I, you know, I don't really have any more information regarding the case except for what we've, you know, thrown out there. But, um, I did just want to say that, uh, if you Google Brian's name, um, last name he spelled, it's spelled S-H-A-F-F-E-R, um, cause I, I've worked with Schaefer's. I know Schaefer can be spelled a million different ways, but it's S-H-A-F-F-E-R. If you Google his name, there is the artist rendering of uh, what Brian would look like now. Um, he would be 42. And um, anybody that has any information, this is the phone number that you can call for the Columbus police. It's 614-645-2358. Um, this is from an article that was published just in November of last year. Again, it's 614 645 Two, three, five, eight. If you have any information at all in Brian's disappearance, that's for the Columbus, Ohio Police Department. Um, and again, there's a $100,000 reward for anybody that has any information from Crime Stoppers. So, um, and just for the yeah. hell of it, if anyone has any information on a Jade Humble, do the same thing. It was had happened in Cincinnati. Call Crime Stoppers and let them know. Because she's been gone for like six or seven years and her mom is absolutely fucking heartbroken. I'm still sad about it. Like that was my best friend when I was like, like very, very young teen. And I think that's what happened to her too, to be honest. I really do. Um, as far as I know, the, uh, so the Cincinnati Crime Stoppers number is, um, I believe it's 513-352-3040. 3523040 in the area codes 513 um for the central ohio crime stoppers it's 6144618477 so if you have any information regarding jade or brian 6144618477 that is the central ohio crime stoppers phone number um, who knew this was going to turn into a safety podcast like, but i mean because, yeah like but still because it happens all the time it and does. i you know i've personally now i mean <laughs> unfortunately they were people that i knew um well not the first time it happened make <laughs> <laughs> them uh <laughs> trauma <laughs> i myself have been a victim of sexual assault and it's just very very important to be aware of your surroundings and aware of the people that you're with and um just be careful and uh you know if just well with anything you know kidnappings trafficking just all of this you're so and again men and women for the love of god 
Um, don't always be so trusting of people that you're with, especially if you haven't known them for a very long time. Be really careful about bars and restaurants you go to and who makes your drink and who buys you a drink. And Jesus, the Lord, don't leave drinks alone. Um, if you go to a bar and someone asks to buy you a drink, stand right fucking next to them and watch them pour it. Do not let anyone buy you a drink and then just bring The last it time I had someone bring me a drink, I poured it into a fucking potted plant. And it was a fucking celebrity and I still didn't fucking care. I'm not out in anybody's names either, so don't fucking ask me and don't send any emails. Who is it? Um, <laughs> I threw that shit in a motherfucking And that's what plan. you should do. I absolutely do. did not. I was expecting that shit to shrink up and shrivel like in the fucking movies. I was like, if this plant fucking dies, I'm out this bitch. Because what the fuck? Was there kerosene in that shit? What the fuck? Like, no. I don't know. I, I, no. I was young and dumb many, many moons ago and did that stupid shit. And luckily nobody drugged my fucking drink. But I mean, I went out to a bar one time. Really I'm very stupid. Lucky. I'm very lucky no one did that to me. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Because my did young, I see the drinks that were pouring? Early, no. In my young, dumb, early 20s, never, ne never fucking did that shit. And then I but... saw the episode of One Tree Hill where Peyton got um, drugged. And I think I changed. <laughs> I was like... Oh my god. There is a really um oh my god, I've got to look this up. Found it cuz it has been all over my for you page. Uh there is an amazing company called Nightcap. For the love of god, find oh my it god, on I Amazon. Love this it's shit. literally $13. It's a scrunchie that you can wear on your wrist and your hair. If you're a guy, wear a fucking scrunchie on your wrist if somebody asks who cares my fucking business. <laughs> it has a slip cover that has um, a hole for the straw, but it slips right over your drink. So nobody can put anything in your drink. So if you, you know, you can slip it over, take your drink with you, leave it on, you know, leave it right next to you when you go to, leave it with somebody when you go to the bathroom and boom, you got your drink covered up. It's perfect. 13 bucks on Amazon. Support a small business. Please find Nightcap. It's called nightcap drink cover it's a it looks like a it looks like a scrunchie throw it over your drink nobody can put anything in your fucking drink i highly highly recommend this i've seen it all over my for you page it's so sad we have to have this I fucking mean, conversation but well and like i said i'm throwing it out there because we're talking about the disappearance of a man and who, yep. it, it's everything is pointing all the speculations now again we don't have any concrete evidence we're not saying that this is what happened to brian Schaefer. right no we're not cops this is we, just speculation this is just speculation is. but what we're saying is a lot of this points to human trafficking and we know human trafficking is a real thing we know ohio is one of the states it's a hot spot so we're giving advice to men and women on anything and everything you can do to protect yourself and not end up in a situation like this um, we gave you guys those numbers. We hope you, uh, will we will put those numbers in the description for the episode in case anyone is, is curious. Um, so please, if you have any information, please call, um, Brian still has family out there. Jade has family out there. People that go missing have people that care about them. So even if they're dead, alive, whatever, like I've been reading some books right now about a girl whose sister's missing and I know it's fictional, but it's like, you know, People that need happens. that closure and yeah. it happens all the time. So please, if you have any information, we will put the phone numbers to Crime Stoppers and the Columbus Police Department in the description. So please call if you have any information regarding Brian. 
Um, but yeah, I was glad we did this episode. I know a lot of people know about this case. And uh, in Ohio, this case is still very fresh in a lot of people's minds. And, you know, obviously it still is because as of 2021, um, which would have been 15 years, they did the artist rendering of what Brian would look like now. And, um, you know, there's still articles written about it every year. There are still people who want to know what happened to him. So I'm glad we were able to talk about this. I, you know, I, I actually brought this up because it popped up um, in my For You page on Instagram. It was just like a random meme where somebody was, it was like a horror page that just happened to have a random meme talking about disappearances. And there was Brian's and I was like, people are still talking about this. So I'm glad we were able to talk about it. Um, and hope, you know, hopefully somebody will call and, uh, bring some information forward. Like I said, you know, with the West Memphis three case, it's not over. There's information nope. that just came out recently regarding that. And that case is from 1993. So, I mean, that's these as old as me. Never, these things never go away until they're solved. they're solved. So I was glad we talked about this. This was a good episode. And not to bring everyone down about my missing friend, but I'm okay with it now. It's it's still, I, I think about her from time to time. But when I first heard about it, it was very hard. It was very, very hard. And I had to accept the fact that she probably wasn't alive. So that wasn't easy either. Well, it but... just lets people know that everyone, uh, missing person cases happen all the time and they touch many lives. And, uh, you know, no matter what, these people have people that love and care about them. And that's the number one thing to keep focus is no matter what, no matter how many years go by, they, they want to know something just to, at the very least, have the closure. Her mom that's deserves it. that. That's that's for Just, sure. Just uh Brian's brother deserves it. Brian's yeah. family deserves it. So Well my dudes on a lighter note. We're gonna be talking about melon heads next week. Yes, we are. <laughs> um this is a crazy uh cryptid story. Um but this one's more known to Ohio, isn't it? Ohio, Pennsylvania, and one other state. So it actually has its origins in several different places, but they're all uh midwest northeastern states um they're tied to a lot of really crazy stories yeah so i'm very excited to i talk about am this one. really excited to talk about this one and again another ohio tie so sometimes you just gotta have those ohio yeah. ties <laughs> a lot of crazy stuff happens in this state so. yeah i was telling my roommate the other day i was like she was saw a tiktok about something to do with like south dakota and i was like who the fuck is from south dakota no one talks about South Dakota. Like, everyone's from everywhere but South Dakota. Even if you live in South Dakota, are, were you born there or did you move there? Like, I don't... That is a... Like, who's, who has said, I am from South Dakota? I know people who go hunting in South Dakota, but right. that's about the extent of what I know or about Or if you South live Dakota. in South Dakota, were you born there? Because it's doubtful. <laughs> that is one of those states where you know? it's like, you... Why? You didn't, you weren't born here. Or like, I've met, or like, I've met people from Hawaii that moved here and I'm like, why? And they're like, I got married. And I'm like, okay. Then why didn't they go to you? Why? Again, <laughs> I'm asking, why did you move here? They could have motherfucking moved to Hawaii. 
Like, like that, that was the choice? <laughs> what? I have, I've met two people that lived in Hawaii and moved here because they're like, oh, I got married. You still didn't answer my question. <laughs> I didn't ask. I didn't. I mean, good for you, got married. But why? Why didn't they move to you? Why'd you move to them? Because, yeah, bitch, no, if I'm getting married not. to someone from fucking Hawaii, I ain't saying. No. <laughs> I'm moving to motherfucking Hawaii. I'm moving to fucking Hawaii. Bitch. <laughs> I'm not. Absolutely not. I follow somebody right now who lives in Hawaii. She's always posting pictures. Oh, I'm out on the beach. Good for next video. And see, the thing about Hawaii <laughs> is that you get the ocean and the mountains. You get both. Why would you fucking... <laughs> your face. You look like you're in physical pain. Because same. <laughs> I'm in pain like you said that already. <laughs> you do. You get the mountains... You literally get everything. I don't want to hear that. Well, there's no change in this season. Like, <laughs> you could vacation here for a week and get every fucking season. You don't need to goddamn live here. I will vacation here in October. Bam. Done. March. Then go right back to or Hawaii. March. March would be a good one. March is still a little too cold. Vacation here in April. March. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, April though. It's snowed in Ohio in April. So. It has snowed in June. I don't, you know. I stop it. <coughs> Please don't. Anyway. Ow. So, it hurts. It's actually about to snow right now. It hurts. So, um, yeah, guys. Melonheads next week. Can't wait. Yay. I am excited. And of course, you know, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all the DFWTO podcast. Handle is DFWTO8811. Pardon me. So sorry. There's a whole lot going on. <laughs> uh, our email is dfwto8493 at gmail.com. If you want to say hey or give us any podcast suggestions, we're always up to open up to podcast suggestions. Um, and, of course, you know, we have merch now. Check us out on the DFWTO link tree on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And check us out on Podbean. Inst what? Podbean iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us, give us a rating, and you will always know when we put out a new episode. Like, I'm sorry, it was a lot of information. It was a lot of information. <laughs> now, before we go, I think we should take a few minutes to discuss Scream. Just a couple. Just a couple, because we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about any spoilers. There's at been all. enough. I okay. Here's my thing, and I'm probably gonna get hate for this, but. I, I really don't. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not. I kind of disagree with podcast that, and I'm sorry. I'm calling out a couple that I actually follow. Um, I don't really think it's a good idea to immediately post a spoiler podcast. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, I think Are there you're... people posting spoilers already? Oh, yeah. Why would I be shocked? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Literally the day after the movie came out. They went to see it, and they were already like, spoiler podcast tonight. And it's like... Give people a fucking chance You literally to didn't it. even gave... You gave it one day. And I don't know. I don't like that. And of course, their defense is like, well, we say there's spoilers. Okay, well... 
I don't know. I just don't, you know, we're living in times where a lot of movie theaters closed and yeah. a lot of people just flat out don't have access to a local movie theater to go see it. And it may be another week or two or even a month before they see the movie. So I would at least give it a month. I mean, I, what, we talked about Halloween Kills. We gave it about a month to a month and a half after it I came out. I think so, yeah. I think that's more than enough of an appropriate time to talk about it. Not a day. Jesus Christ, there were some people doing it the night of. Like, I came home and there were already people posting, like, we're going to be talking about it tonight. Just saw it. What the fuck? Another thing with me, too, about stuff like that. I just like don't that, like that. I'm sorry. I'm calling, to... I'm calling people out. I know I am, but I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't agree with that. Well, another thing with that is that. that I need time to digest a film. I can't. Me, too. I can't just be, like, turn right around after I see a movie and be like, let's talk about it. No, I need a solid week to two weeks to digest what I saw, process it, think about it, really form an opinion because I usually need a couple of days depending on how heavy the movie hit me to kind of like. Now I will say as soon as scream was over, I thought it was fucking great. There, there was not a, I still needed time to digest it, but it was fucking incredible. And it, it, it's so nice to, and I was telling Danielle this, it's so nice that the series as a whole is still so strong. Like, it's the only horror franchise that every single movie is solid. It really is. Saw, I could give the benefit of the doubt, but Jigsaw was kind of just whatever. And a lot of people will highly disagree with that, but if you watch all of them as a whole, you will change your mind. And I'm telling you that because I did. But, at the same time, Scream is five movies. Each one makes fun of... The first one makes fun of horror movies. The second one makes fun of sequels. The third one makes fun of trilogies. The fourth one makes fun of remakes. And the fifth one makes fun of requels. Which I'm so glad we have a name for that now. Because I'm like, it's a reboot sequel. What is this? I I thought <laughs> I had heard that before. Like, I was... I thought I had heard that terminology before. But I... I'm glad that this, that this was the movie that finally, like... This is what um, it is. <laughs> and I was like, a requel, it's a reboot sequel. It was funny, too, because my husband was asking me, like, he's like, so are they done? Like, is this is this really it? And I said, I said, listen, there were enough hints in this one that they're done. That this is it. They're done. Well, what else... Literally, that's what Scream was made for. It was made to make fun of itself. It was made to make fun of horror with the sequels and the trilogies and the remakes and all that. Like, that's what Scream was made for. And I feel like them making this one was perfect because you have Candyman, you have Halloween, you have these reboot sequels coming out that Scream was like, well, let's do it too. Chucky. And then you Even have Chucky. It was a series, was a series but... but still, it's technically rebooted, and it is a sequel. So you have these requels coming out. Of course, Scream should do that because that's what Scream does. Don't make any more. I saw someone be like, "This movie was fucking incredible. I can't wait for six. And I'm like, "Stop it. No more. Please, no. No. Especially after the way this one, what happened in this one, it was a perfect ending. It was a perfect wrap up. Just stop. I I don't 
And I agree with what a lot of people said. Honestly, Wes would have been proud of this one. I really think he would have been proud. Oh, I was... Oh, God. If you're a... I felt Wes in that movie. If, I if, really did. If you... You know, I grew up with these movies. And uh, it was so amazing to see this final one in the theaters. And there was so... There were so many homages to... The original. To the original one. To Wes. Um... Wes would have been very proud of this. Mm, I was, I was, I was so happy with it from someone that's such a huge fan. um, uh, The only spoiler I'm going to give is Stu isn't the killer. I am so sorry to disappoint everybody on TikTok, including myself, that wanted it so fucking bad. I wanted it too. We all wanted it so fucking bad, but that is literally the only thing. And if you saw my Instagram stories. The killer is on the poster. <laughs> I mean, they didn't I mean, really. They didn't really they didn't lie. The entire cast is on the poster. They didn't lie. So. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I, I think that's been the one complaint I've heard people say, well, the killer was just too predictable. So fucking what? Who cares? It's a slasher movie. I love slashers. This I grew movie up with slasher. wasn't made to this be is... a mystery. This movie was made for the fans. This movie was made for the nostalgia of the entirety of Scream. That's why this movie was made. And it was it was done perfectly. Yeah. Anybody that has complaints about this, you know, whatever. I don't fucking care. Whatever. Yeah, I don't care either. I haven't seen anyone say anything bad about it though. As far as like oh my no, Twitter, if I've you're, not seen anyone say no, anything. No, this was there are just there are just some movies. This one yeah. This was made for us. This was made for people like me. This was made for the ones that were there from the start. And I loved that in part of the movie, they were like, you know, these movies got people started into horror. These movies are... And I'm sitting there going, that's me. Scream 96 is the reason why. Well, I love how they have the different generations that spanned. You know, you and I are... We have our age difference. And it really... You know, this wasn't the movie that introduced me to horror. Because of how young I was introduced to horror movies and, you know, my age. But this was the movie that made me believe that horror was back. Like, the way it should be. Because, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s were not a kind time. Except for The Ring. I stand by The Ring. (laughs) And Blair Witch. And Blair Witch, yes. Um, But, you know, people have got, well, The Ring was a Japanese re- Okay, anyway. Uh it it we needed that movie. The timing of that movie, we needed that fucking movie. But Scream was like for me I love old school slashers and I will always love old school slashers and this movie not only was a slasher but it paid homage to slashers, it made fun of slashers. It 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 had everything. And it was like, it had this like funky, good looking cast that everybody knew that were in a whole bunch of stuff. And that's what was kind of cool with this new one was it was sort of like a new crop of like young, hot actors that everybody knows that everybody's seen and things that are attractive. And, you know, Dennis Quaid's kid and the guy from 13 Reasons Why. I mean, you know, whereas back when these movies first came out, you know, I knew Nev Campbell from Party of Five. Yep. Uh, I don't, I don't think Matthew Lillard had really done. He hadn't anything. done. I think not, that kind of got him really more started. Many of them had done anything prior to uh, 
And uh, I just and oh I my just God, love... I can remember her name in the Tatum. <laughs> when I forgot who Tatum was, what? Uh, Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. I don't think many of them. Now I'm I'm thinking of stuff that they were in after Scream, right? Like Jawbreaker for Rose McGowan, SLC Punk. Oh my God, for, I fucking uh, love Jawbreaker. Oh, that movie. <laughs> I'm um, Teen Dream. Deal with it. <laughs> Danielle it. quotes that movie so much. Oh my god, I love that oh fucking god. movie so um, much. Jawbreaker's in the same realm as Heather's. Listen, it's just it's like Jawbreak. It's like Heather's, Jawbreakers, Mean Girls. It's I would like even throw one, the craft in there. Honestly. It's like each one had their own generation of like mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. So great. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Um, also, if you're comparing Scream Five to Halloween Kills, stop it. Whoa! I've been the hell is doing that. that? Why? Which one do you like better? Okay, first Let's of all, not. Scream Five is the end of a series, and Halloween Kills is a bridge to a. Trilogy. Let's compare Scream Five with Halloween Kills. You and mean then, Halloween ends or Halloween ends? Yes. Sorry, that <laughs> was last like one. Duh. Let's do Halloween ends because that's it. Like we know Scream Five is it, and we know Halloween ends is it. So I don't. It wouldn't be fair. It's not, it will It would be more fitting. on par and fitting to compare Scream 5 with Halloween Ends when that comes out. And it's coming out this year, so. If I can't tell you, you how patient. fucking excited I am for that fucking movie. Oh I'm excited God. because, um, I'm excited and we're done. We better be done. We're done. So glad we're getting a second season of Chucky, though. Oh my God. We're not done with Chucky yet, bitches. Um, but Michael I love it how he's Ghostface, always we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Michael and Ghostface. We're done. We are done. I'm nobody, You still need to watch the Nobody can be series. Ghost Nobody can be Ghostface anymore. I will. I will. <laughs> oh, I thought about you today because Tragedy Girls is on TV and I still oh haven't God, seen that yet. Girls. And now I have no more excuses. You don't. It's on TV. It was on Hulu though. I have for no. a very long well, time. I know, but you know me. <laughs> I don't. I don't listen. <laughs> and I have ADD. You know, I just thought about the fact that we, because the girl in Tragedy Girls is in The Exorcist, we really need to talk about The Exorcist. I don't. I keep forgetting about oh the about show. That. The show. We will. Yeah. We really need to. Guys, I need to watch it again. We have but... so many things that we can talk about on this podcast. So we we've got a we've got a whole. Oh, list. and by the way, congratulations to everyone who's been supporting us since it is officially. Jesus Christ! I am so sorry. <laughs> we I have officially so we have officially hit three years. Yay! We have officially hit three years. Three years. That is crazy to Thank me. Thank you to everybody who has supported us. Thank yes. you to all the. Oh my God, we've done some amazing interviews. Yep. Thank you to everybody. We have made some lasting friendships Um, with a lot of those people too. Oh my god! That we will be interviewing again, hopefully soon. And and you know, hopefully, we guys we have some ideas of interviews that we would like to do this year. So we, you know, we're interviews is always going to be a thing that'll be a part of the podcast. So that is something that we want to bring to you guys later, of course. Um, but yeah, every Jed and uh, Haley. Haley and Hank, Chris and Hank and Llewellyn, Llewellyn uh, and Tony, Tony, Andy, Andy, Ricky, uh, the fear he, footage. He was movies. the fear footage guy. Yeah. Um. And God, oh my so goodness, R.I.P. Eric. Oh, like that yeah, is. Yeah, we have still, not talked about that. Uh, that is we still did, yeah, painful. That is still really rough. Um. He was such oh, a sweetheart. for the love of God, if you guys have not watched Butterfly uh, Kisses, Butterfly Kisses yet, please 
You have no. If excuses. anything, do it for him. That movie is so fucking good. And for if anything, do it. Do it for. Eric. He put his heart and soul into that movie, and it's you can tell. Movie. It's an incredible film. I Watch still can't. I honestly thought it was a joke. Eric, I'm still getting my butterfly kisses tattoo. It will happen, sir. We need to do that. I yep. will. It will happen. I promise We'll do you. it together. I promise you. Yep. And I am gonna, yeah, we'll make that we'll happen. We'll make that happen. So, I have yep. to. But yeah, we've had amazing interviews and can't wait to see what's in store. It's been amazing three years. And we really so, I can't wait. I can't wait for more. Support. Yep. So. We don't. We're not talking about ending this anytime soon. So just hey, keep, we're gonna have more merch. We're gonna have more interviews. Yep. We're gonna keep yeah, riding the so, wave. Yep. Eventually, right. we want to do conventions. You. This. Oh is yeah. Not the end of DFWTO. We got. Hell more no. We're, we're just getting started. Yes. Just getting. It keeps getting better. Three years is new. Yes. Still new. So yeah. still babies. Exactly. Well, guys, we hope you have a great week and uh, be safe. Be safe. Okay. Be safe out there, of course. And, you know. Did we do all our social media? I did. Yeah, I did got, it. We I got did. it. I did. We did this. Yep. Nailed it. All right, guys. We love you. Thanks again we for love all you guys. your support. Be safe. So Thank much. You. And, of course, Tune remember. Week. Don't and fuck don't fuck with the, the original, original. As Nev Campbell says in Scream 4. Yes, you forgot the first rule of remakes, Jill. Don't fuck with the original. And I'm going to meet her. Y'all. You get to meet her this year. I do. You do. And I get to meet her again. And I'm happy about it. <laughs> and I get to meet Skeet Ulrich and I may or may not be. Oh my god. I can't wait to meet him and Matthew. Oh my god. <laughs> okay guys, bye. Have a good week. Bye. Good night.